again. Very Helena. <laughs> um, thanks for your time. I'm very excited to do this with you. I'm excited as well. Um, yeah, we had um, a first touch point and everything, so I'm super intrigued to speak to you today. Since you are someone who literally lived and breathed um, change management for such a long time, I would say. So, I like to start in the beginning, instead of diving in straight into the topic uh, with you. So, tell us a little bit about, um, like, what did you study, your journey into change management, and then how come you ended up working in change management for, I believe it was over 15 years or about 15 years? Yeah, well, let me start by telling you a little bit about my uh, education. So, I started business and then I did a master's and uh, did an, an MBA and then I started working in the corporate world mm -hmm. which is the company that uh, I just left recently called Agility. Uh, it's a global logistic company. It's a group that has a lot of different companies mm -hmm. and one of them, the biggest one, is uh, called Global Integrated Logistics. So okay. initially I, I, I joined the corporate in Kuwait and there in the corporate, I, I started working in the defense and government business uh, unit. And there I was working on creating proposals and uh, as, as part of the commercial team. Mm -hmm. And when you work on proposals, you need to get input from the sales people and operations people. Yeah. So the operation people will need to implement it and the commercial sales people need to sell it to the customers. So, yeah. And there I started to notice how there was so many conflict between the two. And in terms of? In terms of like collaboration. Ah. Yeah, so and I think it's a mix of different things, but one of them is just a different focus. And also you could say different, mm. different behavior tendencies. So, and at that point I started to think about like, why is it like this? And it's almost, almost every single tender, mm -hmm. we had an issue like that. So, and it was almost systematic. So, uh, like a lack of purpose or common. common yeah. So, for example, purpose. the salespeople they will come and say that oh, this is a great opportunity, and uh, the operations people say like, no, this is bad because it's missing this and this, this and this, and then they start like kind of having uh, fights, and in a way you are in the middle. Yeah. So that's that's this is the beginning. So I spent a few years there, and then I got this job in Switzerland, where I moved to the commercial uh, arm of Agility, which is uh, it's not doing defense business, and I joined the European regional team, mm -hmm. and there I uh, I joined as a tender manager who was responsible for responding to tenders, similar to the job before I had, and. And then I was promoted to become the head of tender management for Europe. Mm -hmm. And this was a very interesting experience because at that point what happened is I started to see more and more like conflicts and it was so difficult to get this, the pricing people, the product in that case, the sales people to get together and to focus on winning the opportunities mm -hmm. and then implementing them profitably. So the same issues you'd faced before. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and then at that point, uh, I also was having another issue, which is I suddenly became a head of a team or department, mm -hmm. and I was at the same time not really capable of leading a team because I never had an experience like this before. Mm -hmm. So suddenly I'm responsible for people and I don't know how to lead. And in the middle of these challenges, mm -hmm. what happened is I, I collapsed completely. I started to have a lot of stress. And one, one day I found myself at the hospital and I had to do a surgery and then kind of a... And the whole, the whole world, like for me, became dark and I was, why did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. and, and I took some time to reflect. Mm -hmm. And at that point I started to get insights. And the insights were, you know, what, the first one was I didn't take full responsibility of my own development and mindset. Mm -hmm. So I... I should have maybe prepared myself to be in such a role. Maybe the company should have helped me, mm -hmm. but I should have prepared myself. I should have also took care of my mindset in terms of really uh, being positive, being energized, and 
Yeah, yeah but I'm, I, I, I understand that that's one's own responsibility, but I must also add to that that it's only now becoming, I want to say, common for people to discuss, you know, yeah. and it's okay to yeah. be, to talk about these things, yeah. where it's not just, oh, just, you know, suck it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, and then what did you... And then, and then the second, the second insight was this thing about the, the systematic organizational dysfunctions, which are the, automatically when you have an organization, you have layers, mm -hmm. and layers lead a lot of challenges in terms of alignment. Mm -hmm. And then you have the functions, mm -hmm. uh, the functional walls create the silos and mm -hmm. it created the challenges in collaboration. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I realized that you know, we need to do some work around this. And, mm -hmm. uh, and this is where I started to take steps toward uh, taking care of myself, which mm -hmm. is you know, managing my energy. And, mm -hmm. and I started to develop this habit of waking up earlier. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, I just kind of prepare myself to to have a good day, I visualize, I meditate, I write affirmations, I gratitude list, and, and suddenly what started to happen is start to have more energy, and I felt like, it's, it's really strange, in a way I felt like I'm a different person. So I don't I, think I that's had, strange at all. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I felt like I had boundless energy, yeah. and once I had this, I couldn't help it, but I wanted to help other people. Yeah. So starting with my team, but also beyond my team. Yeah. And start to take some initiatives at work. And people yeah. start to notice. And, and then, uh, so I did kind of like event where I invite people uh, to, to come together. We discuss some topics which are relevant to us. Mm -hmm. and, and I felt like how people were so energized by just having these conversations. Mm -hmm. And I thought, like, okay, I want to do something like this on a bigger scale. And what kind of conversations were you guys having? So, I mean, in that in that specific uh, uh, period, it was mostly development uh, or learning topics, like, for example, uh, managing emails, managing time, mm -hmm. you know, writing emails, like just some things which are really simple. Mm -hmm. But what I realized at this point, it's, it's not about like how simple or even stupid like the topic, but it's mm -hmm. about you are making people focus on something which is you know, about progress, about improvement, mm -hmm. about the future, about mm -hmm. versus like what's wrong, what's yeah. bad, right? You shouldn't. Yeah. Stop doing. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, yeah. and this was a big, big like insight for me. I was like, as leaders, if we manage mm -hmm. to change the focus of people, even though the situation is still the same, mm -hmm. you can change their energy in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the, the, the taking a different perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and at that point, what, what I started to do is I started knocking doors mm -hmm. of very senior leaders in the, in the company. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, we need to do something because, you know, this is, this is not working mm -hmm. and we could do this, this and that. But honestly, I, it was not very clear to me, like, mm -hmm. what we could do. What, yeah. wa what, was, what was clear that we need to do something. And yeah. the way I was presenting it, mm -hmm. maybe it was not that convincing, maybe it was still not unclear. What were you saying then? So like, we need to get people together and we need mm -hmm. to kind of a, uh, like uh, motivate them and... Change the energy. Uh, change the energy. So, so this is what happened yeah. at the start. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, I remember like very senior leader, like uh, I was with him in the meeting room. I said, I need to talk to you. And yeah. he was very kind and uh, we sat together and mm -hmm. and I told him what to do and he looked at me as like what are you talking about yeah. you know like he told me go and focus on your job okay <laughs> and it was a very awkward moment yeah. but the good thing is a few years later like after like in the middle in the middle of this work mm -hmm. we had a kind of chat and we were laughing about it he told me now I understand it I said yeah okay great <laughs> but were you by then already in change management no, not, so not so yet. so when I talked to him, yeah. I wasn't in change management. Okay, uh, you so just I, realized something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So this is like almost eight years ago, I would say. Okay. Yeah. So and yeah, so we we start. Uh, I start knocking doors. I start mm -hmm. to kind of a, and and it took some time basically to to get my first opportunity, and it was, which was a management development program and. And you set that up yourself? Yeah, so everything yeah. I set it up myself. I mm -hmm. Basically, there was no external support at all. Mm -hmm. And it was literally my very first program. Mm -hmm. 
And how did you go about that? So, I mean, if I tell you, actually, I was, I still remember, like, I convinced the CEO for Europe back then uh, mm -hmm. that I would do this program. Mm -hmm. And we got 18 talents from all over Europe. It was there for the whole Europe. Mm -hmm. And they, they came. I booked a hotel not, not very far from here, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called Wasserfall in the area. And it's a, a little bit like a mountain or a hill. Mm -hmm. And they came, all of them. And the, the idea is mm -hmm. you can only get there through a cable car. Okay. So, so they had to change like a bus, a train, like, uh, and then take that, the cable car. And at six o'clock on Sunday, the cable car like stopped station. So, and I wasn't sure if they would make it or not. And then I, I'm there on the Sunday afternoon. And I see all of them are there. I was like, wow. oh, damn! Now I need to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I still remember like the the next day. Uh, in the morning, the first day, it was a Monday. Uh -huh. I'm standing in front of the room and all of them are sitting. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, what the hell did you get yourself into? <laughs> no, really? You yeah. weren't excited? You know, because, because, because imagine this. Uh -huh. I had phobia from public speaking, okay? <laughs> and I was, I, was, I was working on it. I was kind of working on uh -huh. it. Okay. I joined Toastmasters. I started to take yeah. some coaching. Yeah. And, and I start to do some competitions. I start mm -hmm. to improve. Mm -hmm. But at, until that point, the longest presentation I ever done was uh -huh. like maybe 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And now suddenly I have these people <laughs> with me for four days. <laughs> so, so basically uh -huh. that that's how it was. And uh, yeah. And so, what did you? What was the? What was the goal? And what was the? What were their expectations? So, the, so the. The design of the program mm -hmm. was all about we want to develop the skills of these people, mm -hmm. the capa their capabilities, mm -hmm. and we want also to connect them with each other so mm -hmm. they have a strong network of relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we want them to understand more what the company is doing, where it's going, mm -hmm. know, get to know the leadership, uh, and, uh, and then also we want them to work on real things to improve the company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we gave them some projects. That you had to work on and they they worked on them for like it was around like nine months mm -hmm. the, the program and mm -hmm. and what's interesting is the european board back then mm -hmm. they came to the final graduation where they presented their their like their, their final yeah basically the, the project work mm -hmm. and including the ceo of the company he came and they were blown away of basically what what they saw Really? Because these guys, like they did like massive work, and they've grown so much like during this period, mm -hmm. and this was basically uh, like the proof of concept, if mm -hmm. you like, of uh, of this work. Mm -hmm. And from from that point on, I start doing like exploring other programs. So, so, wait, so wait a minute, you worked on their behavior, you worked on their mindsets, and then what were other? I mean, so the relationships between them, I yeah. divide them into teams. Yeah. And you said goals to, 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 to measure uh, the, the actual change that they were able to yeah. make. So basically, again, so for example, some basic stuff they, they learned, like they learned about, you know, presenting, they learned about, you know, project work, they mm -hmm. learned about, of course, business aspect as well, because the project work mm -hmm. they, they're responsible for are real, real issues mm -hmm. in the business. Mm -hmm. So... So they learned this. Some of them, they were out of their comfort zone in this area. You know, mm -hmm. they, they, they are not in commercial and they mm -hmm. had to understand commercial. Mm -hmm. So in a way, very enriching mm -hmm. and from a business perspective as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's overall. And the project, of course, I mean, for example, one of the projects was about creating a special automated reporting for customers. Mm -hmm. So it's something which could be used for the, by the company afterwards. Cool. So, what, what were the the biggest challenges and the biggest highlights of that uh, first experience? So, the, the, personally, the biggest challenge for me, of course, like it was again first first program I ever done. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, the, uh, the uncertainty. Yeah, the uncertainty, etc. But other than that, I think everything in a way worked well. And this is something. Sometimes when I look back, I, I think it's because of you know, like. There was a vision. There was a vision that wanna make this like very impactful. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and uh, but of course again the the, the results, mm -hmm. the impact mm -hmm. were were great. So yeah. So you talk about um, 
I want to I want to segue into the to the to the new type of um, uh, workplace that you yeah. envision. Um, so that's in terms of how I mean to me that sounds like a, a change agent type of program that you set up the first time around. And how did that evolve into you thinking differently about the workplace and what needs to change? Yeah. So. So after that program, this was more kind of a talent program, but after mm -hmm. that I started to focus on areas which are critical for the business. Mm -hmm. For example, in freight forwarding you have branch managers. So mm -hmm. branches, like every city, for example, there is a branch, you have a lot of teams there. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, in order to help the company, mm -hmm. it would be great that we have these branch managers become the best they could be. And mm -hmm. so I created this program which is focused on branch managers. Yeah. And in a way, again, in that case, actually, I was not asked to do it. I just, I pushed for it in a way because I knew the company needed it. So yeah. we went there, we did it. And again, it was a huge success because the, the, the improvement in the branches were massive. Yeah. And the development of the branch managers. Yeah. And again, they connected with each other. So one of the things I, I noticed because I interviewed some branch managers before that. Yeah, I, was I just noticed. Ask. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that one of their biggest challenges is they yeah. say like we are on our own. You yeah. know, we are disconnected. Interesting. So, so once you connect them with each other, they are mm -hmm. like you know if one of them has a problem, they can call like their. Their, their colleague from the program or friend, they became friends at the end. Yeah. So, and then they talk with them. Uh, and so I think I'm putting myself in a, in a leader's or board member's position, for example, and they would say, well, why doesn't Ben just call Frank? Yeah, well, because they don't know each other, you know. I mean, wh I mean maybe they know each other uh, by emails, right? Yeah. But, uh, but again, yeah, okay, they, there's no... there is no, but this is what happened in, what happened in during these programs mm -hmm. I like to call them strategic interventions. What happened in these programs is that they really connect deeply together. Why? Mm -hmm. And this is something about relationship. If you think about your best friend mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. most probably your best friend is not the one who you, you had fun with you know, all the time, mm -hmm. but it's, it's someone who was there for you when you were struggling. Mm -hmm. So you went through some pain together, mm -hmm. or at least like one of you, mm -hmm. and the other was there. So in the program, there are a lot of challenges. Mm -hmm. And what happened is the relationships get deepened ah. during, during this. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And, and this is, again, and that's why, that's why like, I, I like to call them strategic interventions, because mm -hmm. automatically the people who, who, who get out of it, mm -hmm. they, they are transformed in terms of relationships mm -hmm. that they have. It's not like, it's not, I mean, usually people like networking, you go to an mm -hmm. event, you chat, you have a, you know, drink, mm -hmm. you have maybe a dinner. This is very on the surface level. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, mm -hmm. it's not, mm -hmm. it's not deep. Yeah, high and by. The, 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 the depths, the depths yeah. happen when you are doing real stuff. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, and how do you ensure the sustainability of that, uh, those strategic interventions? Because, I mean, if someone leaves and then you have, you need some kind of mechanism or system to kind of... Or, or is that someone that, that manages those communities? How do you yeah. see that? Well, man, and this is a very good word that you use, which is communities, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you really want to create communities where people share best practices, mm -hmm. discuss challenges, mm -hmm. and because one of them for sure like faced this challenge before, so they could offer some ideas about how to solve them, how to overcome them. Mm -hmm. And this is where, again, it becomes very powerful. Mm -hmm. in, in the case of uh, when agility and when we were what we were doing we were kind of connecting them together on a on a like a regular basis mm -hmm. through um, through kind of like the alumni of, of that program okay uh, yeah yeah I see okay so again the new workplace the company's responsibility versus the employees responsibility right because we're talking about okay we need to somehow have uh, enable those communities and I guess that that would be the company aspect the company's responsibility to ensure that people have ways to, to connect um, and are allowed to take the time to connect also yeah um, and then there's a second aspect uh, that you mentioned earlier you know taking care of your your yourself your mental health your needs um, and um, and 
taking ownership for for certain topics within the, within the within the company. So how how do you strike that balance between? Because you I, I, and I know that you um, at least in the chat that we had before you were talking about you know the company uh, taking responsibility to create these these new working working places. Yeah. So how do we strike that balance between personal uh, responsibility and company responsibility? Seeing, uh, this is a great question. So. The way I like to look at it is, you, what you want to do is you want to empower, mm -hmm. you want to empower people, mm -hmm. and at the same time, of course, the organization has a huge responsibility. Mm -hmm. So, for, so if I'm talking to individuals, I, I encourage them, I uh, kind of advise them to, to explore this, to take take full ownership of their own life, their own career, etc. So, and this is on the individual level. But on the organizational level, I think the company, I mean, it, it, the, the leadership, the company itself, the, it, it has this, like, benefits, basically, by having these people go, like, become the best they could be and, mm -hmm. and be fulfilled at work. So that, that's, I think, it's a, I still see that the responsibility of an organization is, like, huge. But I still like to empower people that to take, not to wait for the company to take care of it. You mm -hmm, see, mm -hmm. so. Um, but basically, of course, most of my work in organizations, mm -hmm. it's all about driving this, which is helping the organization own and transform the capabilities of their people, the individual capabilities, but also the kind of the, uh, the themes and and collaboration capabilities mm -hmm. of, of uh, their mm -hmm. people yeah and how how would you compare your your insights that you gain through through all your your work in change management with self-organization and what are your thoughts on self-organization you mean like self-development self uh, no self-organized companies ah okay yeah yeah mm. yeah I mean so there are a lot of there are a lot of like school of thoughts about this, about like how I mean the future more like self-managed teams, mm -hmm. or or not. But one thing for sure, I mean whether pro or um, um, anti this, I think that what's happening for sure we're realizing that we need to empower more people, and that's why I think having engaging everyone mm -hmm. in the decision making, in the problem solving, in the vision setting and goal setting. I think it's so critical. So, um, because at the end of the day, it's a little bit like, I think Jack Welch was saying something like that, which is, or he, he tells a story of, of a woman. She told him like for 20 years, I don't recall exactly the number of years, but for 20 years, you, you paid for my, for my hands while you would have been able to take advantage of my mind and my heart. Mm. You know? So I was mm. there, I was just kind of wondering. Mm -hmm. So engaging mm -hmm. people, is so powerful because it leads to better results mm -hmm. and it makes them feel more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So when you speak of empowering people, you mean everyone, so the vision is everyone is living within and doing something which is in alignment with their, with their purpose. Yeah. I mean, look, I think when it comes to this point, it's very difficult for companies to, to, to take, uh, take care of that. I think this is more individual. Mm -hmm. But for sure, I mean, the companies help. Mm -hmm. I mean, for example, in my case, mm -hmm. I wanted to change. I want to align more my work with my values. Mm -hmm. So the, the company gave me the opportunity, which I'm very grateful for. Mm -hmm. But you went, at, you went after that opportunity Exactly. Well, that's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's <laughs> it. So it, the company will not, I mean, the company yeah. will never know what you really want uh, to do inside right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. so if you don't own at least that part mm -hmm. i mean how could you expect that someone else would do it for you mm -hmm. so that, that's i think the yeah. yeah i just i just i just wonder whether you know i look at managers that are you know back-to-back -back meetings all day long yeah. zero minutes for single reflection i mean I, you know sometimes i wonder how people think and how they process information because if they are constantly in and out of meetings all day long for me personally this COVID time gave me the space because i wasn't commuting as much i was you know you just have more time when you're working from home office yeah. plus to be honest with you i think i'm just <laughs> 
um, you know, very empathetic person, so I just pick up on people's emotions very easily, so the mere fact of me being at home meant I was, um, I don't want to say more energized, but I definitely had less distraction, so I was able to think more, and that was able, I was able to, you know, establish that connection to my heart. Yeah. And I think that awareness, yeah. you know, to even understand what are my values, I think that's even the first conversation that a lot of people need to have with themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, we're talking about now like deep-rooted like challenge we have mm. in uh, in society, right? Mm. Uh, and and I think that the the key question we need to ask. Is, are these eight hours we are spending a day working, mm -hmm. are, they, are these precious, yes or no, right? And if the answer is yes, then doesn't it make sense to kind of explore and at least become more aware if we are fulfilled, mm -hmm. like in this, uh, and, and, then, and then if not, mm -hmm. like exploring like a path which would lead us to a place where we could be more fulfilled? I think mm -hmm. this is the question. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, because I think a lot of people have found content in what they do. It's just there could be more that energizes you 100%, I feel. And, yeah, yeah. And I wonder if it's worth, like, if it's worth saying, okay, no, well, then, then if you're happy, you're, you're, you're happy. Or if it's worth, worth shaking the boat and being like, but there could be something else. Um, I just, I, I'm just curious about that. Yeah. But, um, that will we'll have to answer with time. I think the, mo the most important thing is that there are a lot of people who are not really fulfilled at all. Yeah. And this is like, uh, here it's a real issue because mm. what, uh, what end up happening is that these people are waiting for the you know, evening and the weekend to live. Yeah, oh my so, gosh. But, uh, it's, uh, That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is very true. Yeah, and so, so what's your, so how did you come to realize that something needed to change in terms of, you know, pe enabling people, um, empowering people. And you were talking to me a little bit about that phase of, of emptiness and that personal transformation that you yeah, went through. Yeah, yeah. Can you link those both worlds? So coming from something that I would find highly fulfilling the idea of going, you know, working in change management, making all of these uh, important ch changes within within the company, to then still feel like there was something missing. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Well, so so in my case, of course, I was doing something different, and this different thing I was doing was was not fulfilling, right? And and then I kind of was exploring. Why I'm not, I feel good, etc. But once I started doing what I'm meant to be doing right now, it just the work itself gives me energy. Mm -hmm. Now, there are, I think there are two parts of this, like this fulfillment at work. And one is the what you are meant to be doing, but the, the second one is also the way the work is led and managed. I mean, I give you one simple example. Most most people and most workplaces. They don't, there is no sense of meaning or at least like a, you know, mm -hmm. you know what have we accomplished? Mm -hmm. What have we done? Mm -hmm. So we, we, this, this doesn't, not, not that much talked about, which mm -hmm. is basically people are working, you don't take the time to say, you know what, okay, this week we accomplished this, so, you know, good job everyone, we made progress, we did this, or we did this work mm -hmm. which led to this, mm -hmm. so in a way, you know, fulfillment is also related about just some basic things you need to do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to, to ensure that people feel that they are part of something, mm -hmm. that they're making progress, they're contributing. Mm -hmm. and, and appreciate Exactly, and appreciate it. So, so these this are just little things, but again, the challenge of this is that if you don't schedule them, they will never happen. Mm -hmm as a manager or as mm -hmm. a leader and and again this uh, actually there is this this model which is a six human needs which is i learned from tony robbins uh, mm -hmm. and it's based on maslow but it's a little bit like it has a couple of distinctions mm -hmm. but what i like about it i he he usually use it for 
for interpersonal or like doing work on individuals. Mm -hmm. I like to apply it like in that context for groups and organizations. Mm -hmm. And the first human need is a need for certainty. Like, and this is about security, safety. You know, you want to have ensure that you have a constant income, mm -hmm. take care of yourself, mm -hmm. etc. You, you have your job is stable, etc. Right. Mm -hmm. And the second one is the, is the opposite of that, which is the need for variety and mm -hmm. excitement and change. So basically, people say, like, people hate change, but actually people, they need change deep down, right? Mm -hmm. It's a matter of about, like, how to present it to them, right? So, mm -hmm. so, so the need for change is mm -hmm. deep down in every one of us. And that's why I think a lot of relationships... Die because there is no this sense of change in them. You see, it's like you you can predict everything all the time, and then at yeah. one point just collapse. So the need for change and variety is something deep rooted in in all of us. So, Ooh, walk yeah. me through the idea of how to present change in that case. Yeah, so I think look, let let's take a very tangible example. Okay, uh -huh. let's say for example, we wanna improve customer service mm -hmm. okay so if you want to improve customer service this would mean automatically that you need to improve the skills of the people mm -hmm. like how they interact with customers mm -hmm. okay uh, and you would need to that they, they basically they, they would do it mm -hmm. and which means that the, the, the customer satisfaction will be higher okay mm -hmm. and now I didn't explain that all the six human needs but because Basically, they need oh, yeah, to to them. But let me let me just very briefly introduce yeah. the, the other part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one is the need for significance. Everyone wants to feel appreciated, special, unique. Mm -hmm. Their their work matters in a way. And then mm -hmm. the, the other one is the need for belonging and connection and love. They we, we want to feel connected mm -hmm. to 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 a group of people, mm -hmm. to others, and mm -hmm. um, love and uh, to love others and to be loved. And then the, the last two are the need for growing. And, and so and, and improvement and then the need for contribution we want to contribute to something beyond ourselves mm -hmm. so so let's go back to the customer service uh, mm -hmm. kind of uh, case okay so you have a group of people that are not doing that good customer service level okay mm -hmm. so you go there you tell them like improve the customer service well again so what you're doing uh, what you're telling them you're telling them in a way like Ah, uh, your work suck, and now you know you you, sh you have to improve. Mm -hmm. You know, versus like first of all going there to them and mm -hmm. say like, look, this is our performance on customer service. Mm -hmm. This is our competitor comp uh, you know performance. This is your colleague performance. Mm -hmm. What do you think, guys? They will not tell you like, oh, I think we are great. Yeah. So <laughs> they will they will tell you like, well, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't look good. So basically, just having this conversation mm -hmm. is so powerful, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then from there, say like, hey, I mean, are we happy with this? I think the dialogue aspect of this one is really important. Yeah. So, so having the dialogue one, mm -hmm. because then again, you are you are making them feel significant mm -hmm. in in that, uh, and you are highlighting also insignificance in their performance, right? Mm -hmm. Which they don't want to 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 have. Mm -hmm. So having this conversation is powerful. And, and of course, again, together saying, you know, okay, what shall we do about it? Mm -hmm. So, and agreeing about an action plan, but then also as part of the action, you know, if, if you tell them, look, what about we do this? We want to improve our skills mm -hmm. in customer service. Mm -hmm. and, and basically you will learn about listening, you will learn about how to communicate, you will learn this and that. Mm -hmm. And all these you would be able to use even in your daily life. Mm -hmm. And actually you, it will enhance your career, it will enhance your mm -hmm. you know, opportunities for other mm -hmm. you know, jobs like in the future, right? Mm -hmm. So suddenly I'm touching on, again, the need for significance, the need for growing. And then I tell them, and, and you know what? Like, when, when the customer are satisfied, you are helping the company move forward. Mm -hmm. You are creating more jobs. You are helping the customer like move this, their shipments on timely basis, which are critical shipments. They are like a medicine, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, and so, and the other one is you are also you will be more you will have a more like security for your job, right? So again, the need for certainty mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and. 
And when we are working on this, when working on improvement, it will be, of course, we are making some changes. So, so in a way, it will be exciting. It's a challenge for all of us. And we rise to the, to the challenge and we make it happen. Yeah. And, and we do it together. We learn from each other. We, we come together every second week. We discuss about progress, etc. What could we learn from each other? And, and we do it this way. So suddenly what you're doing, you're touching on each of the six human needs. And this is where it becomes really powerful. Yeah, I mean, the change I've experienced is pretty much, you know, uh, I mean, first of all, uh, I think the company I work for, Siemens, they've done such a good job at in increasing the amount of communication that they do around change, because that was an aspect that was, um, I felt uncomfortable with when I started working at the company. Yeah. But I think the aspect of making people part of the, the transformation journey is so, so crucial and the companies that I've worked for, I, I haven't seen that enough, you know. And I think there's an underlying fear of oof, if we open that black box of Pandora, Pan, Pandora's, yeah. <laughs> God knows what's going to come out of it. Yeah. <laughs> in a sense, I don't know. Uh, maybe you can talk to, to me about that, why that hasn't occurred in the past, why we haven't um, had the dialogue. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is because a lot of... A lot of these things, they only happen when you schedule them. They, they will not come to you. You need to go to them, right? And, and, then, and then the second thing is, I think there is resistance maybe. Because, again, mm -hmm. on, a, on a very basic level, mm -hmm. basically presenting in front of a group of people mm -hmm. is something we resist, mm -hmm. right? So what do you mean? It's kind of like, again, you want to present in front of a group of people. Mm -hmm. Very few people that would be excited to go and, and mm -hmm. present in front of a group of people. So, mm -hmm. so this is by itself, it's mm -hmm. a challenge, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I resisted. Mm -hmm. So in front of, instead of coming to the whole group and, and having a discussion with them, mm -hmm. it's not even discussion in that case. It's actually a presentation. It's, a, it's, a, it's even yeah. one way, yeah. which, is, which is very basic. But a lot of leaders, they resisted yeah. because they're not comfortable doing it. So now it's, you're taking it at a different level, a higher level, which is having conversation. And having conversation means you might be criticized. Yeah. So, but actually when you allow this to happen, mm -hmm. where you, you get like feedback from the front line, from mm -hmm. whatever the area is, mm -hmm. you create trust. Yeah. They start to kind of trust you because yeah. you, know, you, you are taking their input. Mm -hmm. so, so I think this is the, one of the a couple of the reasons which is one is we resisted mm -hmm. two is you know we don't have the skill and um, and but there is no there is no way to improve this situation if you don't have the dialogue mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you would uh, advise every leader to, to have that dialogue and to to, to work on uh, the feedback mechanisms in yeah. the company culture or what do you think yeah, I mean, look, the dialogue is very, very important. I, I just had an interview with Professor Mike Beer from Harvard, uh, and uh, he's also a senior consultant, and we talked about this. He, he has a process which is all about how to implement a strategy, mm -hmm. and it's uh, called strategic fitness process. And it's all about this, which is the senior leadership. They, they come up with a task force and the task force go engage like 100 people from the organization mm -hmm. about the strategy and the input on it and, mm -hmm. and they refine things. So there is no way out, you know, except like having this, this kind of conversation. And I mean, in my case, actually, in my experience, I've been to many places where the morale is, 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 is down, you know, the motivation is low. Mm -hmm. And, and just having the conversation itself, I, I, I noticed within one or two days, mm -hmm. I noticed how people were, their energy shifted. Yeah. You know, because we just kind of said like, hey, what's not working? Mm -hmm. And they were like, are, are you asking us? Yeah, yeah, I'm asking you. Mm -hmm. you know, what's not working? And, yeah. and this is a, again, you shift the whole energy of the organization. Because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I think maybe Peter Drucker you know, said this, which is, as a leader, your whole responsibility mm -hmm. is to manage the energy mm. and focus of the organization. That's mm. it. So, so and now that was actually leads me to my next question is because if you ask like that, I mean, my assumption would be that, you know, a number of problems will occur. Yeah. So how do you then quickly, yeah, how do you proceed and how do you 
deal with that uh, with the focus topic and apply focus to everything that arises yeah so basically if there are some problems come up mm -hmm. what do you do with mm -hmm. them I mean, yeah I mean, yeah. because usually yeah and that was also something that uh, some feedback that i received is like oh well if you go and talk to the branches yeah and you're we're a global company you will get a number of problems from every branch and they will all be different <laughs> so that was one of the and i was like hmm Okay, how do I, me personally, how do I, how do I go about that? Yeah. In a, well, in a I mean, look, way. I think, I mean, so the metaphor I'd like to use is like a, you know, you have like, in your body, you know that there are like potential diseases and just pretend it's not there. So because if you, if you find about them, you know, how would you, how would you fix them? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it makes sense. You know, like mm -hmm. you're just pretending they are not there. They are there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some of them are severe. Some of them, it could lead it to a, a disaster in mm -hmm. terms of results and mm -hmm. implications. Mm -hmm. So you cannot just say, oh, you know, like, I don't want to open this. No, you want to open it mm -hmm. because this is the way you make the whole organization flourish. Mm -hmm. you know? So you, you need to open this conversation. Mm -hmm. And there are not everything you want to solve, you know, not everything. Yeah, but true. there are like some critical things that you need to solve for sure. Mm -hmm. And for sure, there are a lot of commonalities mm -hmm. because, again, if you if you look at the structural issues in organization, the collaboration, the alignment, the engagement, the capabilities, these are like a generic mm -hmm. challenges, mm -hmm. and you can still solve them on a on a scale, mm -hmm. on scale. Yeah, I agree with that. So, what would how did how did you approach that? Did you did you focus on? Um, I mean, was it a branches in, in one specific country and that's how you tackled it and you had a program for a specific country or how did you, how did you go about that? Um, so basically, in most of my work, I always focused on doing things cross countries. Why? Because again, it depends on the nature of the business, but mm -hmm. usually you connect people with a bigger family, right? Bigger mm -hmm. community. And this becomes powerful. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so basically I, most of the, the work I've done was on a regional, global level. Mm -hmm. And this helps you to, to have a scale mm -hmm. and, and speed. Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. for example... Speed? Yes, speed in terms of, again, in terms of, instead of doing like country by country and going to each country to do it, you just take like many countries together and then you do it and then you kind of, it, mm -hmm. you, 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 you quicken the process. Yeah. So, and then I think one of the f latest kind of uh, designs we did was very innovative in a way, which is yeah. basically, we did like some virtual work, which is still extremely deep and, uh, and it was very scalable basically. So um, we, we managed to get people like in one of the programs, like 86 team leaders uh, from around 30 countries, uh, 55 locations, mm -hmm. and we put them in a program and they, we improved a lot of aspects of the business, we improved their capabilities, we connected them with each other, we made them understand where the company is going, its mm -hmm. history, its values, its vision, its strategy, etc. Mm -hmm. I'm still uh, unclear of how you make the, how you link the, the business yeah. changes to then the you know the the personal changes you brought up the customer service one yeah, yeah. and and you say well this is going to help you privately this is going to you know yeah. bring yourself in into the equation basically um, how is that perceived and how 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 well did that work what were the challenges that you faced in the beginning there yeah what, what do you mean like uh, in terms of I mean did everyone understand what you meant exactly and how they yeah. should bring themselves in. Yeah, look, I mean, I, again, let's take this customer service. You know, I was actually thinking about it just before like, can't we, we, we met. So a lot of the people who graduated from that program, they said like, look, I learned a lot of skills, mm -hmm. which is in that specific case, it was about dealing with angry customers mm -hmm. and uh, you know, providing service over the phone, mm -hmm. which was all about like really listening. And we made them practice this again and again and again and again and get mm -hmm. feedback on it from each other. Mm -hmm. So they record themselves, they each other like listen to each other responses they give feedback etc mm -hmm. and they said look i'm able to apply this for my personal life mm -hmm. Mm 
<laughs> so, but and in a way, in a way, I mean, the workplace is like life. It's not like a, you know a huge difference, except like you have goals collectively and mm -hmm. but basically the interaction mm -hmm. the ability to delegate the ability to manage the time the ability to communicate i mean all this you need them in your daily life mm -hmm. so uh, i think great leaders are able to connect mm -hmm. you know the personal and the, the and the and the business yeah. in a way which makes people switched on so what are these exact uh, leadership skills look like uh, if you had to summarize them to enable to improve collaboration and to improve um, relationship management? Well, I think, look, as, first of all, as, as a leader, because when you are a leader of a team and then you kind of, you go up in the organization, you might be biased to this group or this group, this function, this function. I think always, always, always is having this mentality because that we are one. And I would never, ever, ever accept that we are two or three or four, right? Mm -hmm. So it first starts with a mindset. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit like, again, building a family. You cannot build like, you know, these two people together, these people mm -hmm. together. It just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. so, so having this very clear in, in your mind is like, you know, okay, we are one. Mm -hmm. And then working according to it would be mm -hmm. so powerful. And the second is, it's a little bit like, I had an interview with a great leader I have so much deep respect for. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me, you know, in, in the meetings, which were all about operations, we had the HR people, we had the finance people, we had the you know, legal people. Mm -hmm. And in, it could be in, at some point, it's not relevant to all of them, like to be in the meeting, like for like maybe five or 10 minutes, but still mm -hmm. they knew what's going on. They knew the issues, they knew the challenges. And mm -hmm. when, when, when the operation person, the leader wanted to hire more people, already the HR knew about it, mm -hmm. versus like going to tell them it's already late in the process, mm -hmm. you see? Mm -hmm. So this is another aspect, which is, which is this, which is ensuring that everyone is on the same page through this discipline of continuous communication. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you need to have a reason for this. It cannot be like it happened by coincidence. Yeah. You need to schedule, yeah. it needs to be like systematic. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and then of course, this programs, again, mm -hmm. They, they accelerate this collaboration in a way. So if you do a program like this, mm -hmm. and you give people real work to improve the business, mm -hmm. it will accelerate the collaboration between them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, now, so now you did this for a few years. Yeah. Um, and, and then you, you, you're now on, your, on a completely, well, yeah, maybe not completely different journey, but on a new journey put it that way yeah how did you how did that start and what is what is your new journey all about your mission your new mission well so basically I've been doing this in, in the company I used to work for and which I love a lot and I still love and I, I, I love the people of course and because you know, throughout like this last around six and a half years mm -hmm. uh, which is my last role I worked with thousands of, of leaders and managers and frontliners from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and got to know them really deeply. Mm -hmm. So I have so much deep connection there. And, uh, you know, like evenings, like evenings working. I mean, we, we had, of course, like some, you know, fun events and uh, dinners and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we, we worked hard together, like weekends, holidays so many travels like so all this created like this deep connections mm -hmm. uh, and, and relationships which is something I treasure for life and um, and the company itself of course as I said it gave me a lot of opportunities so I love the company I love the people the leadership I think you know it's taking like taking the, the company forward and uh, I'm very optimistic about the future of it so when it comes to uh, the, my work now it's mm. basically I was focusing on doing this work within this company and now I'm kind of I want to do it for the whole world mm -hmm. and I think there are a lot of insights from my experience mm -hmm. which could be leveraged and uh, used and benefited from by a lot of companies mm -hmm. and uh, businesses mm -hmm. yeah. so you just want to be focusing on that and providing it to, to making it accessible to exactly other, yeah other exactly companies. yeah so how are you? How are you? What is what is your? If you had to, I mean, what what, what is your mission? 
I think I think it's twofold. One is creating great workplaces, mm-hmm. and some people think again it's like about gathering and you know, and having this ping pong table like at the, you know at the office and mm-hmm. you know and this coffee break area, but it's it's much deeper than this. It's, it's, this is surface. I mean, it's it's a ni- it's nice, but it's not the deep stuff. The deep stuff is having common purpose, you know, having this kind of a clear goals and, and uh, sense of progress and growing together, learning together, a lot of things which are more fundamental. So great workplaces and high performing workplaces. So this is for me my, basically my mission. Um, and, um, and of course for leaders, helping them to accomplish that. So developing leader, leaders to accomplish that. In a way, the way I like to look at it, usually, I mean, a lot of the leadership concepts and uh, theories, it talks about the one-to-one, basically, mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the other part where they talk about the one-to-many, mm-hmm. it's only about, okay, you set a vision and values and mm-hmm. you take it from there. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, it's, it's not that simple. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like more than that. Mm-hmm. It's not like what, like you, you put a vision and then it happens, right? <laughs> yeah. So basically, you need to have a again systematic way of driving the whole organization or team forward, mm-hmm. and and this takes discipline. This takes taking care of the six human needs uh, and and driving prog- progress in terms of work. Like and pe- because people people think that ah oh, if. If they are stretched, if people are stretched, then they, it's, they feel bad. Actually, people feel excited when, when they deliver something, they push themselves mm-hmm. to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. If you had one advice that you have to, had to give someone um, to, make, to start making a change to improve the workplace, what would that be? Because you know, you know what it is. You yeah. know, resources. We have other priorities right now. Uh, COVID is not exactly making things easier for us. Yeah. So, I think the the main thing I would say is engage your people. Mm-hmm. Engage your people because you will be astonished when you go with a good intention and ask your people about how is it going. Mm-hmm. You know, what could we improve? What's not working? But just having this conversation, and again, you know, you don't need to be scared from it. It just it opens and releases a lot of good energy in the organization. So, so going there and asking people, asking and openly them. asking people. Yeah, yes. openly, and also because I mean, at, at the end, mm-hmm. basically, people like I mean, so everyone has a different perspective or or they see a certain part of the organization the power is when you get the whole truth mm-hmm. right and this you can only get when you engage people mm-hmm. everyone engage them mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and then my second question is how do you build that psychological safety in organizations that have currently not had that where communication maybe was not their forte. Yeah. <laughs> and so there is, you know, a lot of silos, a lot of hierarchies, not much information being shared. How do you then flip the switch and create that psychological safety? How do you start that? I think you need to start somewhere and you need to start somewhere where basically you have this conversation and you basically don't punish people for you know, expressing their view, right? So being 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 open about it and being fine by whatever they tell you, yeah. right? And not be defensive. What what really frustrates me is yeah. that that's being encouraged. Speak up and explain what 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 um, what's on your mind. But then I've experienced before where the leader then falls into default mode and you know goes on about the strategic focus and you know gives you kind of a generic answer in a sense and that really bothers me where I'm just like okay um, I understand that you need to get your message through but I also feel like you need to kind of you know go into what what I'm saying and like have a dialogue with me because otherwise you can ask four questions but it, it, it doesn't really you know it doesn't provoke a real yeah. conversation 
you yeah. know that's what I've experienced as well is there still like we're, we're making yeah baby steps in terms of okay well, at least someone's asking yeah. but then I don't feel like it's it's genuinely felt because <laughs> yeah well so, I mean look at the end of the day so your power as a leader is the, the, the power of your people right so I mean what that's a, and if they are not at 100 percent mm. then you are lo- I mean you're wasting resources and you are wasting their mm. you know potential so I mean honestly I don't know if, if a leader is, doesn't believe in people and in, in the potential and the power and the importance of releasing it I don't know like how you can you know convince them right so and I mean I, I don't know like how they got into this leadership role. But uh, yeah, and and by the way, I think there is a there is a power when you get people together mm-hmm. and have this conversation versus one to one. It's a, it's a different dynamics, and of course, it, it, it's it's an art and a science, like how to do it in a group setting. Yeah, I think yeah. so yeah. because it's really difficult. Yeah. I find to get a group open enough exactly. and engaged yeah, yeah. to talk. Yeah, yeah, that's why again you could do it in different ways, but basically. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make a survey before, but surveys only tell you sub, you know, a piece of the truth. They cannot tell you everything because you are already having presupposition about the areas. Mm. Uh, but the other thing also is, you can do breakouts basically. And when you do breakouts, mm. usually people feel safer yeah. to express something, and then it becomes suddenly it's not me. It's a it's, good it's, idea. It's, it's basically us. Like you know, mm. our our table said this. Mm. Uh, and it could be only two people said this, but still, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So people feel safer to do it. So it, uh, you can do it in a different way, but mm-hmm. basically, for sure, you, you, I mean, and that's something which is, as a leader, you need to understand the stuff. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah, you need to understand. You really do. Again, you, you are responsible for a group of people, you are re- responsible for individuals, mm-hmm. but there are dynamics which are inherited in mm-hmm. being as a group. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Relationship management skills. I mean, again, you know, a lot of companies are going through this shift and, you know, where we come from a, a need, the company needed command and control type of uh, leaders where now suddenly they need to learn to empower and inspire. And I mean, those are completely two different animals. For sure, for sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not so easy and also not so fair to expect that suddenly from one day to another to to to, to have leaders that, that that can do that yeah yeah um, it's a different different kind of skills and and again you need to you need to know yourself you need to know your tendencies how to behave and how you communicate and then mm-hmm. knows what are the pros and cons of that mm-hmm. and what you need to develop and sometimes there are some ter- areas that you need to have someone to compensate you for this mm. deficiency in that area mm. so and but for sure you know it's, it's a different it's a different world today and and if you don't have the skill of to inspire to motivate to energize I mean I, I think this is the number one responsibility in a way So one question I like to ask um, everyone that I speak to yeah. is if you had to give advice to your younger self yeah. starting off your career, what would that be? Maybe I would have started like you know, much earlier and more intensively like this path of self-development and, and understanding of, uh, of myself developing this self-awareness more and and also studying to about life and things like that and about what I want to do mm-hmm. exploring it but uh, I like one of the leaders I I interviewed he said he said uh, no regrets mm. and I and I like this this thing which is no regrets like uh, you know you, you went through it and you did it and you learned a lot from from the process so I there is so much I think uh, when when you are at peace of like how it went and what you learned from it, I think it's, it's life becomes more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no no regrets. That means constantly testing new. Um, yeah, because I think if you're trying to find your purpose, you need to test a lot, right? Yeah. 
And so, uh, <laughs> how do you, how do you and provide a, a workspace that takes that al allows that kind of um, behavior to, to for your employees to to, 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 to do that? To because experiment, yes, because you know, for example, for me, I'm in portfolio management right now, yeah. and say I'd like to try maybe HR, I'd like to try communications, but then I'm, uh, if you wish, deviating from a traditional career path, yeah. which I think in the people's mind, it's, 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 it's fine to try things out, but I have a, a feeling that on paper, if I were to go and apply, I'd still be penalized in yeah. a certain sense for that, because I don't bring as much experience in XYZ as someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we are looking here at a challenge which is a very, very deep as well, which is like finding your purpose, passion, calling, whatever you want to call it, early, mm -hmm. earlier in life. Mm -hmm. And I think like companies, it's a bit late. I mean, and this is what happened with me also. Mm -hmm. It's a bit late, kind of. I mean, it's a bit maybe too much to 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 ask from the companies to be able like to. To, to give like this opportunities but there is still mm. possible mm. Uh, as long as we do our own homework and then we we kind of take some uh, how to say it educated decisions mm -hmm. uh, but um, I think it, it should goes back like to the education system which I think there is a big flaw in the education system mm. which it doesn't allow you to experiment I think mm. it should have it should have been embedded in it because the whole purpose of it is to, to become better in what you want to do, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, and usually mm -hmm. you go, you learn about business and you do like, you study for four years and suddenly you are in the work yeah. uh, environment and then you realize that you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not only this, it's kind of, there's so much pressure on you to deliver uh, basically and, and you don't have this experience. Right? Mm -hmm. so, so the power is when you have some experience before you go to the workplace to, to look for a job and and this is something like in switzerland they have this you know system mm -hmm. which you could, people could do mm -hmm. uh, have, the, yeah, the apprenticeship so mm -hmm. i mean yeah but still there you're already in a certain extent laying the foundation yeah it seems yeah but uh yeah i wish we'd become i, I agree it has to start in the educational yeah. um system but then also you know continued in the in the corporate or the you know yeah the corporate world I, I mean i think look for me for example what happened is i had like this uh you know three points in my career where i changed and, uh, and the company allowed me to change or gave me the opportunity to change. Mm -hmm. But again, it was not like, so I, I knew what I wanted, mm -hmm. you know. You mm -hmm. cannot go to the company like, what do you think, uh, you know, like <laughs> I, should, I should be doing? You know? yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you have to have a certain idea of uh, exactly. what, yeah, what, you, yeah. what, you, what you want to try. Yeah have the courage to, to just try it. And in, in some cases also you want to prepare yourself and uh, in my case in, in all the, the last basically two jobs I had mm -hmm. you know I, I was preparing myself to be able to get the job or to be qualified for the job because otherwise it would I mean it's almost impossible to get it right so you uh, I told you about this idea of public speaking right so mm -hmm. imagine I, know, I don't know how to present, mm -hmm. and then suddenly I'm kind of I want to I want to train people, which is all my job is about presenting, you know. <laughs> so, and I cannot tell yeah. the company, ah, oh, you know, like uh, just give me this job, and then I will figure out. Like, I, no, I mean, you, you need to be able to deliver mm -hmm. at the beginning in a way. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, and that requires flexibility from the companies to be like. Okay, we'll allow you that learning process. Yeah. <laughs> you can make mistakes, have setbacks, but, you know, learn from them. And yeah. That takes a, a certain understanding from the company. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, um, so the, the company could give this opportunities and should. Mm. Uh, I think the individuals should definitely own the responsibility of, of defining what they want. 
and, and which comes from reflections and, mm -hmm. and also trying things out. Yeah. But I think leaderships can here again take a take a certain um, take play a role in this where they you know they learn coaching skills and they are able to guide True. especially uh, talent and young people um, to to figure that out to have sure. that. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, for me, um, we've reached the end of the of the interview. Um, are there anything? Is there anything else you'd like to to add? No, I think this was uh, very enjoyable and uh, it's good to reflect and I think we learn from reflections a lot. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm, uh, thank you for uh, this opportunity. And, thank you. <laughs> and I wish you all the best of luck in your journey. Thank you. Thank Likewise. You. Thank you. <laughs>